What's happening, everybody? You know what that music means. It means it's time for you and me, my friends, to chat it up a little bit. I hope you get as excited as I do when the music comes on. On purpose, I don't put this song in my rotation for my high walk. It's not on any playlist. I never listen to it any other time during the week. And I just listened to like, what is it, the first? I don't know. What is it, the first minute and a half of the song? Once a week. In that way, it just stays fucking fresh. And it always makes me feel good. Maybe it's just uh, half the music and half just doing something that I really fucking like doing. But... Mm. And I'm so bummed there's another podcast named Tell Me Something Good. Which means I can't change, pardon me, the name of this podcast. Or the new one that I'll be doing with Freddie Prince Jr., everybody. And it's going to be called Prince and the Wolf. Prince will be spelled like his last name, P-I-R-I-N-Z-E. And, uh, yeah, we're starting in December. We've been doing some Facebook living. Uh, it's going to be a good time, good time, good time. What's happening in Fairly Normal People? Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so sorry about last week's. I don't know what happened with last week's um, audio file that I did. I did with Brody, my buddy, Brody Stevens. And, uh, whoa, it took a turn. You know. I've known him forever. It took quite a serious turn, and maybe that's why the file got corrupted. He and I both turned. When we turned it off, I w- we both looked at each other. Where you were like, fuck, should we post that? And I was like, I'm going to post it anyways. It was good. You were honest. I was honest. And then it fucking disappeared six minutes in. So I think that was somebody somewhere telling me, hey, maybe that one shouldn't be out there. So I'm not gonna uh, not gonna try to fix it, and definitely not gonna get into what we talked about because maybe that I believe in signs. I believe in shit like that. I believe in following your intuition. Really believe that shit. I I really believe that. Like if your gut is really telling you something, man, fucking listen. I I, I think it's. I, now, you can't listen to it all the time when you very, anytime you get nervous. But if, like, my gut was really like, hey, man, I wouldn't get on that plane. I'm not get, I've done that before. Now, I was wrong. The plane didn't crash. I did it one time where I was like, I'm not getting on that plane. That didn't feel right. I just didn't get on. But I, felt, I, feel, I feel very positive about my choice. So, um, yeah. So, we're not going to load that up. Um, and, uh, but. But uh, he's going to come back. We're going to do another one. We'll see what happens. Uh, what else? I've got a couple road dates left this year. Um, I, I got Kansas City, Stanford's, which is one of my favorite clubs, December 15th to 17th. And then I'll be at the Pittsburgh Improv over New Year's Eve. So come out, come out wherever you are. Good shit going down. I'm sitting here in my house. Um, I do not get paid for anything that I endorse. Um, but I'm sitting here in my house drinking a fucking, I'm telling you guys, 
how you're not drinking LaCroix. And maybe I only think LaCroix is good because I don't eat sugar anymore. So it tastes like the most delicious thing in the world. But this coconut LaCroix, I mean. And also maybe because most of the time I drink it, I'm high. Those are two possibilities. But I'm not high right now. And I can tell you this shit is fucking delicious and refreshing and good Lord. And the other thing that I want to remind everybody, because I like to pass along to you things that I think are good. I just bought another new pair of Puma workout shoes. Holy shit nuts. Easily the best. If you have a little bit of a wider foot like I do, man, the best. The best, the best, the best. So just passing that along to you guys. Um, And also reminding anybody who lives in L.A., uh, Buds and Roses is the place for you to go get the best bud and they have the best most knowledgeable people behind those counters there is a woman when you walk in there and there's a couple of women who work back there who just know their shit man they like you ask them any question I you could walk in and be like now that there's a grocery store here called Ralph's but sometimes I'll walk in and be like I need some weed for Ralph's and what that means is, like, I don't want to be, I want to be high, but I don't want to be too high because I'm going to be in public. And plus, I want to be high, but I want to be, you know, when you go to the grocery store high and you uh, buy everything except for, like, the two things you needed, which were, like, toilet paper and olive oil, you know, <laughs> that seems like a weird combination. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, please do me a favor. If you're listening to this, please tweet me at Josh Wolf Comedy. The funny, what, why, if somebody went to the store and just bought toilet paper and olive oil, why? Like if you were at your house and shit went down, no pun intended, but something happened where you were like, oh no, I need some toilet paper and some olive oil. Tell me why. Give me, like tweet me why you think the best reason. By the way, when I ask you guys to tweet me like your lists or shit like that, they're amazing. They're amazing. It's why I've said a million times, I know I don't have the most amount of people listening to this podcast, but I do believe I've got the fucking best. Uh, You guys are funny and you're respectful with each other and all that shit, and so I'm on board. Um, Pet peeve, man. My pet peeve of the day, I'm in the gym. And there's a lot of fucking gym etiquette that I... Look, don't dry your nuts with the hand dryer. Yes, that happens. Don't dry your nuts with the fucking hair dryer either that the gym provides you. Yes, that happens. That that even isn't even, even etiquette. Like, just don't fucking... I don't understand why you think that you should be blow drying your nuts at the sink. I just don't know, like, why... At what point we decided that, that was going to be okay. That that was gonna be okay. That you're just, or you're just get your nuts under the hand dryer. There was a dude with this, an old Asian guy with his nuts under the. He was reading a magazine and just kept bunku, What the fuck is going on? Um, but down. So in my gym, there's an upstairs that has like the. Uh, there's like a place where people take classes, and then there's like where the machines are, you know. And then there's like a lot of um, cardio equipment. And the downstairs is where there's like free weights. And it's a little 
basement hot box. I don't have I don't work out at a fancy gym. I work out at like an old old LA Fitness. I like old gyms. I like gyms where nobody gives a fuck who's there. If I if none of the women at the gym wear makeup, do you know what I mean? Like no dude is what is posing the entire time in the fucking mirror. It's just a gym. And I like that. But there's a guy who sings along to his iPad or iPhone. And he sings with his headphones in. He sings the entire fucking time he's working out. Now, I have my headphones in too. But you can hear the dude singing. And for the people who don't have their headphones in, like singing in public with your headphones in, uh, maybe singing in the gym with your headphones in is a big ah uh, hell no fuck that no no you shouldn't be doing that no there are other people it's like people who it, th- anybody who goes out and talks on their phone on speaker real loud or is watching a video without headphones in they're savages they're fucking savages with no etiquette no etiquette no no like the no idea of how to be out in public and we go again to the people who aren't thinking about everybody else around them, I think all my pet peeves seem to fall into that category where it's people who are, are, are not. They think they're the only fucking people in the world. They are not. They're not. They're not. Uh, okay, so that happened today, man. Don't sing. Don't dry your nuts in the fucking bathroom. Either one of those. Uh, I asked. I went on Twitter a couple minutes before I started um, uh, recording this. Oh, that just happened. So when you guys hear that long pause, I've told you about this before, and it's it worries me a little bit when it happens. Like right now, if you could see me, I'm a little I get a little anxious about it. Um, so when you hear long pauses from me, and it happens on stage rarely, but it happens on stage when I do crowd work, but it happens all the time in conversation, and when I podcast, um, I pause. I pause not because I am thinking. I pause, well, sometimes I am, but most of the time when I'm paused, I I can hear the word in my head and I know what I want to say. I'm not searching for a word. For whatever reason, it's just not transferring from my head to my mouth. Um, And, you know, I've had a couple of head injuries. Uh, I talked about this on an early podcast with Tony Jeffries, the boxer who told me he'd been hit 50,000 times. And could feel some maybe dementia coming on. And, and we both, that was a, a real wake up call for me. I haven't been hit 50,000 times, but I've had a couple, probably too many concussions. And um, I just, sometimes the word is in the top, of my, is like in the front of my head, and I can even see the word. I can hear it in my fucking head. And it just doesn't get to my mouth, and it scares the shit out of me. And I'm too much of a pussy to go to the doctor because I just, I don't want to hear bad news. Do you know I'm having such a good time in life? I just don't want to hear bad news because if it's bad news, like what am I? What can I do about it? What can I do about it? Like it's not like like if you told me I had some form of cancer, I could clearly fight that. It'd be fucking terrible news. But it's good to know ahead of time. So you can get ahead of it and fight it because I, I think they say, obviously, the earlier you find it, the the easier it is to fight it. 
I've done some reading on some stuff that it could be for me, and there's nothing to, there's no real way to fight that stuff as far as I know. So I don't know what the diagnosis does except add angst. And I'm not saying I have anything bad. I just don't want to find out if I do. That is the honest truth. I don't talk too much to my family about it. I don't know. And Beth doesn't listen to this, so that's okay. Um, But it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's move past that. That is not what I wanted to talk about. I apologize. Uh, But that, we went to the pet peeve. I'm sorry that I hate talking about it because, because it fucking can bum me out. Um, And you know what? By the way, I've caught myself uh, spiraling a little bit lately. And I've I've decided to a few times I've just decided guys two days a week I'm off my phone, and I've done, I did it last week, uh, one day, and then I was like that felt fucking great, and then I did it another day, and I would just implore to you guys, even if you can't stay off your phone, but I would ask you do me a favor, just fucking for one whole day, one whole day, put the phone down, put the fucking phone down, no phone calls. Uh, well, so I see, that's why I have a home phone. I have a home phone because at night I turn my phone off and if someone needs to get in touch with me, they can call me except for my high walks. I turn that on like a motherfucker, but I would tell you guys, if you don't have a home phone, just stay off of social media. Try that for a day. Just stay off it. It's fu- It was fucking great. Uh, you don't realize how many article after article after article or news story after news story after news story of people it just fucking gets to you even if you don't want it to so i would tell you guys try it it's the world isn't going to change try it the world isn't going to change fucking try it um but i did ask i knew i was getting to i asked you guys to send in some um questions here on twitter oh we got a bunch of them okay cool uh and i'll answer them throughout the show um my buddy eric Eric, dude, uh, who has been following these podcasts forever, man. I really appreciate it. When the new co-host, the co-host with Freddie will start in December. Uh, The Brody episode I answered being six minutes. Kanye. All right. You want to talk about Kanye? I have to tell you, like, I'm not a fan. I am a fan of his music. I think I've always been a fan of his music. I think he's in a lot of ways ahead of his time. Um, and there are some of his albums that are just fucking really mind blowing and really good and really are. He's, he's a really, really, really good artist. One of the best of our generation for sure. He also, I don't, and look, he's gone into the, into a hospital. That's a nice look. I don't fucking, maybe he's mentally ill. Maybe it's just uh, his PR people saying, look, you need to go into the hospital. I don't think he thinks he's mentally ill. And uh, here's why I don't like him. I don't think he gives a shit about his fans. He doesn't give a shit about his fans. And he's such an arrogant, entitled fuck. Uh, You know, his prowess as an artist um, has really clouded what he feels like is his right. Do you know what I mean? That thing with Taylor Swift and look, Taylor Swift is annoying. Also that thing with Taylor Swift started it. 
Um, and just comments he's made about being the greatest and all that shit. Then you start to go, okay, he's stirring it up. He he knows how to fucking work social media. But this last round with the rants at his concerts, man, I I just don't. I mean, how, I I can't judge. Look, just like everybody else in public, you can only judge them, and I know this to be true because it's happened to me. Not saying I'm anywhere near as big as Kanye West because I'm not. But you say you don't you have you all have an idea of who I am because of what I put out there. Now I try to represent myself as honestly as I possibly can. He also seems to be a kind of guy who represents himself as honestly as he can. And to me, what he represents himself as is as a dude who gives a fuck about Kanye and that's it. And I'm not on board for those people, man. I have a strict rule here in town. I don't I've decided not to work with assholes. And that I can tell you for sure I have passed on a couple of gigs because I just man, I'm at an age where and I don't guys don't think I'm sitting on a pile of money where I need I can just pass up gigs left and right. I cannot. But that's the best thing about stand up is they can't fire me from that. I can always just go on the road, but I I uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, Kanye. But so, yeah, man, I, I have a no asshole rule. He seems like to be 100% asshole. You go back through the Zuckerberg thing. If you go back and look at all his tweets, man, I just, yes, he seems a little insane, but he also just seems like an asshole who cares about Kanye, who thinks that he's the best fucking thing in the world. And, I, man, I like... I'll even pretend to be pretend to have some humility once pretend to thank your fans pretend to like them pretend to be on their side the dude has a complete no regard for anybody else my this is my read and I just can't get on board for people like that I just can't you know it's well I just can't. So my, my thing on Kanye is like, I think he is who he is. And I think he's different, man. Like when his mom died, he went off the deep end a little bit in general. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not a fan of him personally. And it's happened over the years, slowly but surely. I think musically again, guys. Musically, fucking on board. Personally, not. And you know what's crazy? It's the opposite for me with Beyonce. Personally, I love what she does, and I love the way she carries herself, and I love the, what she puts out there about herself, and I love how, you know, she does seem to care about her fans and her people, but she also is true to herself. Now, musically, not a fan. As an artist, I think, you know, as a performer, I think she's off the charts as a performer. Not my type of music, that's all. And, uh, uh yeah, not my type of music. And please, I don't think I have any of the Queen Bees following me, but... Please take it easy. What's the fam? And so Screech Diddy. Second question, then I'll get into some more stuff I want to talk about. What's the plan, family's plan for Thanksgiving? Any good stories from previous ones? Um, well, plan for Thanksgiving, we're going up to Big Bear. Me and my family and uh, Beth and her family are going to drive up there. And we got a, everybody pitched in. We got a big house and we'll do it up there. Um, stories from Thanksgiving's. Listen, I have an idea for you guys. If you like it, if you like it, do it. If you don't mind breaking one plate, one plate of Thanksgiving. Uh, well, you know, when I was younger and like to fuck with people, 
I would heat up a plate. I would keep one plate in the oven at around 500. And I would just put it out, you know, and this was a time when we, it was like a, a little bit of a, not buffet style, but uh, it was when I was in Seattle and we did it a couple of years where we would make, I would make the plates and put them out. Well, one of the plates was fucking piping hot and it was always fun to see who got that plate. So that, you know, that's good stuff. We, we listen, we have fun Thanksgivings, you know, we do, we have, we bring, we, we made a trophy, Beth made a trophy and we have a Jenga tournament every year. Um, my buddy, Paul Fontana, who, uh, is not going to be with us this year on Thanksgiving. He's in New York, but he's won a couple years. My daughter, Caitlin won. Um, so, um, yeah, we do a Jenga tournament. It's pretty fucking serious. Back the fuck up. But I will tell you something about Thanksgiving. Like when we do Thanksgiving, it always, any gathering, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, uh, Christmas, you know, when you go to people's houses or your house, you, I'm always curious about what people are going to have for sides. You know what I mean? Like what their tradition is for sides. Um, and I can tell you right off the bat what I think the worst sides are. The two worst sides for holidays. Number one worst side, far and away, the worst side ever invented. It is a fucking atrocity, atrocity, and it should be fucking not atrocity it's an atrocity and it should be banned at every gathering and anyone who brings it should have to put it in their fucking underwear and walk around with it all day and jiggle around and it's macaroni salad fuck you and your macaroni salad if you bring that to my house but the other question is well let me just start before i get into the next one macaroni salad to me is like I don't care if you make it with oil or if you make it with mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that is grody. I don't care what you put. The texture of macaroni and mayonnaise makes, makes me fucking sick. I can't even believe people eat that shit. Macaroni salad is the worst, far and away the worst side. Anyone could ever bring to your house. And I'm going to, it's a 4th of July side. I get it. And I'm going to go ahead to say that it's also the second worst side. So if you put mayonnaise in it, that's the first worst side. And if you put oil in it, it's the second worst side. I think the third worst side, and I know I'm going to get some pushback on this. No matter what you do with those stupid fucking cranberries, cranberry sauce, the cranberry jello, the cranberry whatever, fucking gross. Gross. I'm just, and it's a texture thing again for me, but Garoti, I, I'm, uh, if we're going to pick the worst side at, at Thanksgiving, cranberries, like a motherfucker, cranberries, uh, I can't do it, I love me some stuffing, some mashed potato, whatever, whatever you're going to do, some people make a green bean casserole, green beans are also pretty good by themselves, you want to casserole it up, throw some cream of mushroom soup and some fucking, those crunchy onions on top, I'm going to eat the shit out of that. Now it'll 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 make me go to the bathroom. I'm a tiny little bit lactose intolerant when it comes to like a heavy cream, but I, I I'll take one for the team over Thanksgiving. I will also tell you that I'm a big fan of the pies. Like and for me, without a doubt, the pecan pie. Don't don't come at me with pecan. It's not it's not pecan, it's pecan. It's it's a toucan. The word is can. It's that's not a toucan, it's a toucan. So it's a pecan. But that, to me, pecan pie, my favorite pie. It's not even like a close second. I'll eat the shit. Somebody put, somebody brought maybe two years ago over to our house. 
They brought a pecan pie with, but the but the crust had a layer of chocolate. Woo! I just put that directly into the garage, which was my way of saying nobody is eating any of this. I'm saving it for tomorrow. I ate I ate it high and ate that whole pie over the afternoon. I'm no animal, but over the ooh, so good. But my question is. If someone gets invite, someone invites you to their house for Thanksgiving, do you automatically bring something? Do you do, do you ask? Do you ask if they don't ask you to bring something? Do you ask them, or if they don't ask you to bring something, do you bring like a bottle of wine, or do you just roll? Or it doesn't matter if it's your family or a friend. I would say if it's a friend, and they don't ask you to bring anything. You got to bring like a bottle of wine or something. You don't bring any food. They may not, if they don't, didn't ask you to bring anything, don't bring any food, I would say. Don't bring a dessert. Don't bring your brownies. Don't put nuts in your brownies or you're going to start a fight at Thanksgiving with your stupid nuts in the brownies. Leave the nuts outside the brownies. And then, but I think you bring a bottle of wine and not that you're expecting to drink it. And by the way, I'm also, listen, I think if you bring a bottle of wine to somebody's house, this is also a thing that is a bone of contention and then you crack it while there's another bottle of wine that's already been cracked and you're not finishing that bottle of wine okay my thing is when you bring that bottle of wine that is for your host that's not for you to drink if you wanted to drink i think you got to bring two bottles of wine that's what i think they're providing you a house with food it's a gift to them now if they want to crack your bottle of wine that's fine if not, just assume it's going in their wine rack. Like I, I don't, I hate it when people crack their own bottle and then drink one glass, and then those people probably have to throw that bottle of wine out. You selfish motherfucker! You might just have to drink whatever they've cracked, or you ask them, "Do you mind if I crack this bottle? You mind if I crack it?" There's some etiquette. There's some etiquette. Last year, I won't say who. Someone took a dump in my in my in my house over Thanksgiving. What? Uh. Uh-uh. You gotta, you gotta, there's a 7-Eleven somewhere close to here, or you could drive home. You can't do that to people. I just say, you just can't fucking do it. But, so for me, Thanksgiving, best is stuffing considered aside. Stuffing to me also is a lot like um, bread pudding. To me, bread pudding is either the best dessert in the world or the fucking worst thing you'll ever put in your mouth. Like, there's no in between, depending how you make it. By the way, I would say pecan pie is the same way. And stuffing too. Stuffing can either be th- the best thing. Like you're like, I'm just going to eat this stuffing. This is, the, I've never, it's, if gold had a taste like gold, it, like it tastes like gold and virginity. Virginity? I don't know if that tastes good. Um, but gold, like it just, just so good, buttery gold. Or it can just, if there's too much, listen, don't out, don't throw too many pieces of celery in your, Stuffing, okay? Just, Freddie's going to come over tomorrow. He's going to teach me how to make a couple things for Thanksgiving. He's a great chef, but I'm telling you, don't put too much celery in there. All right, let's head on to your next... Ow, mother shit. That hurt a lot. Uh, Thanksgiving horror stories, failed cooking stories, or a high school story of being high during Thanksgiving. That's from Jaron. Well, Jaron, I am... I haven't had too many Thanksgiving horror stories. I I wish I could uh, tell you one. Um, I have some Thanksgiving practical jokes, 
but not too many horror stories. You know, they've been good. You know, um, I uh, the last, I think, football game I played on Thanksgiving, I pulled a hamstring, and that was when I decided I'm never doing that again. Um, and uh, so not too many horror stories, man. Nobody's choked on a bone. We haven't had any big family fights. It's all, you know, it's pretty kumbaya over at the Wolf household. Being high during Thanksgiving, that happens every Thanksgiving. So you guys have to understand, like, I'm pretty functional high. Uh, I am a pretty functional high. So it's not like I, I mean, my brain gets a little more creative. But if you ever see me sitting on a couch, like, stupefied, oh, shit has gone wrong. Like, I've overdosed in a big, bad way. Speaking of which, this dude that Trump is putting in his cabinet, a Mr. Sessions out of Alabama, who thinks, I think the quote was, people who smoke weed are not good people. This this dude is setting us back, man. I, I think, listen, this is, we need a generation of old white people to just die. I'm sorry. We do. This motherfucker. And, and you know what else dawned on me today? And I, and I have to tell you, I feel bad about it. The weed thing affects me, right? It affects me. So I, it stirred me up, right? And if it starts to go in and he starts to try to take away the rights of states for illegal weed, you know, I, I was like, I was trying to think of things that I would do. But it made me a little angry with myself and a little depressed, not depressed, a little angry with myself because none of the other things, <laughs> you know, none of the other civil liberties. Look, there's fucking what's happening up. Okay. What am I trying to say? How do I articulate this the best? My right to smoke weed motivated me to call some people. To step out and go, that's not right. You're not taking that away. But I felt selfish and a little like an asshole because other people's, that's when it really dawned on me. Man, you don't know. You can say, oh, yeah, man, I wish some fucking, I wish everybody had equal rights or I think it's terrible the way people are being treated. But it never motivated me to make a phone call. And then when the guy was going to take away my right to smoke weed, I was like, I'm making a phone call. And then I was like, what an asshole. But it just illustrated to me on a grander scale, people are motivated by the things that are real to them. People are motivated by the things that affect them. And so I, 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 I did a couple, uh, when I realized that about myself and how I felt it was very shallow that my, my right to smoke weed might get infringed on, so I had to make a phone call. I reached out to some other friends of mine um, about setting up some charity events and shit for other people, for people's real rights, for people's fucking civil rights, for women's rights to have control of their own body. For I just felt like, wow, it, it was how shallow I've been to be like, yeah, a supporter on Twitter of equal rights and civil rights and everybody knows me that knows that I'm I'm as socially liberal as you can fucking get um fiscally not so much but socially for sure and so it I I, I it was a it was eye-opening to me to realize that yeah man you care about the shit that affects you and as not as as a as an as unselfish I as I think I am and as giving as I hope I am, this illustrated that 
really at the end of the day, I, I, I needed to be woke. Maybe that's it. Um, okay. I'm trying not to, um, but yeah, man. So I don't know how I got onto that. Oh, by the fucking weed question. Um, conflicts. Next question. I'll move on to the next. Oh, guys, have you been watching Bill Walton, by the way, on ESPN from Hawaii? This dude, speaking of high, this dude is the best. If you're not watching Bill Walton, if you're not watching, even if you don't like sports, just YouTube some Bill Walton highlights. He is clearly high out of his mind when he's broadcasting, when he's broadcasting. And if he's not high... That is some residual shit, and I would like to take a hit off of whatever that is. That dude, man, is... Here's what I like, man. And I said this about my friend Ross Matthews um, yesterday on the Straight Talk with Ross podcast. You know what makes great to me? What's ma- what makes great, not good, what makes somebody great, what makes them special... What makes somebody special to me is when they're unique, right? When it's a voice you don't hear, when it's a person you don't see, when they have a style that's all their own, when they're unique, when you can go, oh, that is for sure this person, but they are also relatable. What a crazy combination to be unique and relatable. And to me, that's what makes great. That's what makes people special. Not great. I'm sorry. Great's not the right word. Special. That combination of unique and relatable is, to me, what separates, you know, the good from the special ones, from the people that stick out. And I don't, it's very crazy that I started this com- this sentence two minutes ago, not even, and I don't remember why I started it. That is that particular malady. I don't know. I know some of it has, I, I started to lose a little short term after a little bit of the head stuff. And obviously some of that could be weed. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but we're talking about Bill Walton. Oh, unique. And I, I think Bill Walton is unique and relatable. And that's why I like him so much, man. You could turn on this, the dude he's sitting next to has got a suit on or some shit. Dude's got a tie-dye shirt on and some sunglasses. He's got a Hawaiian lei or shit. He doesn't have one fuck to give. And listen to, you go on YouTube and just get some of the best clips from him saying whatever. It's, I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. I wish he did every game, every basketball game, every football game. That dude just says whatever. And it's 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 refreshing, man. It's 100 percent refreshing. So if you're not if you're not watching Bill Walton, you fucking should be without a doubt. Um, Okay, next question. Conflicts between comics. Uh, you know what? I really don't bring that shit out in public. Um, I don't. I try not to bring any of my conflicts out in public. I don't generally have conflicts with people, but um, as open as I am about myself, I'm also very private about my relationships with other people. And if I'm having an argument with somebody else, I mean, they they can feel free to say whatever they want, but it's just not my style. It's between me and that person. 
and I, I've never been one to really share other people's business. So, uh, but my first hat, my first hat ever, I don't fucking know. I remember my first favorite hat ever, the old school San Antonio Spurs hat. I've posted a picture a couple times with me in that hat with me with a giant mullet. Maybe I'll post it a little later if you guys want to see it. But yeah, that was my favorite hat. Um, and um, I think it's the hat. Yeah, it's the hat that I bought in San Antonio on my when I went down to visit. I went to school at Trinity University in Texas, San Antonio. And when I went to visit Trinity the very first time with my mom, um, no, I didn't go with my mom. She flew me down there. When I went to visit, I visited by myself, obviously, and I bought a hat, and that was uh, for sure my favorite hat for a long time, a long, long, long time. I love that fucking Spurs hat. Um, it was, yeah, pretty strong. What do we think, guys? And I know you guys are watching football. Don't tell me you're not watching football. What do we think about how bad the referees have been? By the way, I don't I don't complain about referees when it comes to Patriots games. I feel like there's a penalty on every fucking play. So whatever. You could call throw a flag on every play and calls are missed every play and calls are made and whatever. I, it took to whine about uh, flags unless it's so blatant and it's over the top for an entire game. Maybe, but I just feel like it's not worth it. But I think these mother like especially and I think umpires in baseball are worse, but because they got a union, you can't punish them. But these guys need to be held up to the same standard as players. They need to have, like, guys waiting in the ring, wings. You don't do your job, you go down to fucking college football. And you, and you, and you, like, that needs to be where we're, it somehow needs to be the minor leagues. And when you get to the major leagues, when you get to the NFL, you need to have a full-time job. These guys suck. And with fantasy football and the amount people are gambling on games, I'm telling you right now, one of these refs is going to make a bad call, somebody's going to lose a shit ton of money, and they're going to come after him. I'm just telling you, if you've ever dealt with a degenerate gambler, they get fucking mad. They never, they never go back to that it's their fault that they're gambling. And by the way, I'm a degenerate gambler, so I know. You never go back to like, well, maybe I shouldn't be gambling. You blame other people. You blame other people. And who are they going to blame? They're going to blame a ref. And a ref's going to make a bad call. And there have been some fucking bad ones already this year. Oh, last night's game in Mexico City? And by the way, stop sending the fucking teams to London. Ain't nobody want to go to London, you greedy motherfuckers. The NFL doesn't make enough money? Please stop telling me you care about the the the... the safety of the players when you got them playing on thursdays sundays mondays traveling to london you su goodell is a straight up fucking gangster who doesn't give one shit about anybody else except for the owners believe that and he makes 40 million dollars a year to keep those fucking guys lined with their pockets pockets fucking lined and when are the colts gonna get somebody Hey, you got arguably top five quarterback in the league. I, I, it's hard to say because you've never surrounded him with any talent whatsoever. Holy shit stick, everybody. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. All right.
Beth Wolfgang wants to know, my favorite TV shows to watch when I'm high, have you seen F is for Family? I have seen F is for Family, and I love it. I think it's really funny. Favorite TV shows to watch when I'm high, you know, it, I, I don't, I just like I, what's on. Sometimes I'm in the mood for like a dangerous, you know, the uh, for like some sort of survivor man. Because I'll just sit in front of the TV and be like, get the fuck out of here. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a comedy. And sometimes I watch sports with um, my headphones on. It really depends. I um, And I've started reading books high. I've also started downloading books and on Audible and listening to them high when I'm in the shower. High shower is heavenly. I know there's a lot. I had a lot of politics stuff that I don't think I'm going to get into, guys. Um, I just think we need a one. I'm going to give us one little break. I have a lot of thoughts. Some thoughts that people aren't going to like, and some maybe you will. But I'm just. It's Thanksgiving. We'll get into it next week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, somebody asked me a question. You want to know about the Neb B. Wants to know about the neo-Nazi video I sent you sent me yesterday. Toughness of hockey players. Um, okay. I'm glad you said neo-Nazi. Look, I don't have a problem saying radical Islamist, Islamist, Islamic terrorism. I don't know why. I understand the reasons why, you know, Obama... Uh, tried not to say it. I get it. But I don't see a problem with calling it what it is. And if there's a Muslim who's in America who's offended by that, I don't know. It's in the title. If you don't fit the title, I don't understand uh, why it's offensive. Um, As a matter of fact, it, it feels like, because we're calling it radical. Anyways, much like I don't like the title alt-right. Let's call them what they are. Let's call them what they are, guys. Uh, they're white nationalists. They're neo-Nazis. The, the, my problem is, look, I think everybody should have a voice. I really do. You know, that's how it goes. And if they want to get together and gather, and I know that the uh, restaurant where they gathered has sent an apology out for letting them gather there, I think that's wrong. Much like, you know, we want, people making cakes for gay people because it's their fucking right man you're married it's your job to fucking make the cake you make the cake whether you agree with the gay wedding or not just don't go to the wedding same thing with the neo-nazis man look you have a restaurant your business i just think it's a you know you don't have to like it but to deny them because of who they are i don't know about that even though i wouldn't have minded it if there was x-lax or some sort of Ebola in their food. But that being said, let's please, and by the way, young Democrats, and I'm neither, everybody. Let's just remember that. Young Democrats, you guys should be scared because while you're out protesting, and by the way, I think it's wonderful that you're protesting, but what's the plan? I think it's great to see high school kids protesting, to feel like they have a voice, but what's the plan? The plan just can't be to protest. I'm going to tell you something right now. You protesting Trump, just so you understand, it doesn't do any good. I'm happy that you have a voice and you feel like you're active, but now next, what? 
What next? That your plan is just to stand on the street? Not going to do anything. Again, I'm all on board. I think, I think peaceful protest is a great way to start. But what's next? I'll tell you what's next. The next is, is to get yourself organized like these young alt-right dudes dressed in their little suit and ties, high and tight haircuts in Washington, making themselves heard like grown-ups. Now, the Hitler stuff and the Heil Hitler, clearly not grown-up shit. The hate they're spewing about, you know, the different uh, ethnicities and religions, I don't consider that to be very grown-up either. But I'm telling you right now, they're motivated. They're motivated and they've changed their, 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 they've changed the way they look and the way they talk and their message to most of us. They've changed it because they understand now who they are marketing towards. And it's a group that is growing. Young Democrats, I get it, in the streets protesting, I get it. What's next? What's next? That's my point, guys. I don't know the, what the protesters are doing. I'm on board for them. And, I, and also, protesters, please, it's up to you. Much like I, if there's somebody violent, if people are looting, it is up to you to police that shit. You're in that group. Stop them. Stop them. If, you, if you're saying that's not indicative to the whole movement, which I do not believe it is, then it's up to you. To get, because I think a lot of anarchists get in there with Black Lives Matter and a lot of and any big protest, by the way, anarchists feel like it's a place to get in there and blend in and just cause havoc. It's up to you. Much like I would say, I can't understand when people say that it's up to Obama and Clinton to talk to the protesters. It is not. It is not. Guys, the protesters aren't scared of Obama and Clinton. If, if you had somebody who was scared of the boogeyman, Okay, and this is all I, this is the best way I can equate it. If somebody was scared of the boogeyman, and would it be better and more effective for me to say to them, hey, you don't have to be scared of the boogeyman. You don't have to be scared of the boogeyman. The boogeyman uh, just, you know, is just like not, is, is not going to hurt you. It's okay. You would still be like, well, how the fuck do you know that the boogeyman isn't going to hurt me? But if the actual boogeyman came to you and said, hey, by the way, man, yeah, I'm not going to hurt you. It's all good, man. It's all good. You would feel better. That's why I, I don't feel like it's up to Obama and Clinton. What are they going to say? They can't make them less scared because they know what Obama and Clinton say. They, if your point is Obama and Clinton needs to tell the protesters to go home, that's wrong. It's First Amendment. Guys, it's the right to protest. We live in America. Fucking great. They're scared. So if you walk by a yard every day, if you walk by a house and there was this huge pit bull, and the neighbor across the street was like, oh, I think that pit bull's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. You'd be like, fuck you. But if the pit bull came out and just started licking your hand and, and, and wagging its tail, you'd be like, oh, that's fine. If the actual thing that's scaring people is available to ease their fears, guys, it's that person's responsibility, especially if they cause the fears. All right. I, I, I don't want to get into it too much. I, I Listen, I do believe this, and I know some of you are not going to be, but I, 
I think Trump, and I've always thought Trump, would move back towards the middle. I don't think Trump is political at all. I think Trump should have run for the Green Party because I think Trump cares about money. This thing with the foreign dignitaries, I mean, I just assume, guys, it happens with every... Now, honestly, not so much with Obama, because not because I think he's above it in any way, but he didn't really have a Clinton Foundation or or um, or connected with Halliburton or anything like that where we could see money or, you know, being circling around him and his family. But I assume politicians do shit for gain and 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 make money on the side and all that shit. And I think Trump will do that. And I thought he would do it and whatever. The thing that bothers me the most that I just can't quite figure out, not the most, but as a comic, it's making me nervous. He really bumps up against that First Amendment a lot. And he does it in a roundabout way by trying to, he bullies the press that writes shit about him he doesn't like. And that's not okay, guys. That's not his job. His job is not to talk to the, their job is to fucking print whatever. He's the president. You tell me Obama didn't get tough questions? Clinton didn't get George Bush did they all get fucking tough questions you have to expect that and the not nice and the very sad my problem is that he he speaks like a child my problem is that he seems thin-skinned my problem was that is that he got in a Twitter war with some musical theater kids okay this is not okay guys and it's not okay to be as the now the leader of the free world to be pressuring people to say shit that is more in step with what you want. Where, and guys, I'm for the Second Amendment. You know that. I own a gun. You guys know I'm, I'm on board. But where are my Second Amendment friends who were so up in arms about Hillary taking away their guns, which she never said she was going to, where are you now that he's bumping up against that First Amendment? Where he, he you know, excluded some reporters from when he was running... He wouldn't let them into his rallies that uh, where he's trying to tell news networks what to say and what not to say about him. SNL. Fuck guys. This is this is this his uh, 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 his people and that he's surrounding himself with. And Steve Bannon is an evil genius. They're trying to control the press. Can't do it, man. That's the first. Where are my Second Amendment people? Who are, don't tell me you're a constitutionalist. Now, just be honest and say, man, I just want my guns. Okay. Then you don't care about the First Amendment, right? Because this is dangerous. This is tricky territory with what's happening here. And as a comic especially, man, that is really unnerving to me. And it's unnerving to me that he, this is, he's not even president yet. And he's, you know, that meeting he had with the press yesterday where he supposedly basically chastised him for not being fair. Fair is shit, a fourth grader says. I don't even want to get into it. Guys, I'm sorry. I fully, look, I do want, want to wait and see what he does. I, I, I can't say that I'm hopeful, but look, I don't know what he's going to implement. I really don't. I think it'll end up with whatever. I think it'll be way closer to the center. He's not building a wall. He's already walked back in Obamacare. Um, all that shit. He's walked back a little bit on climate change, all that shit. 
But the people he's surrounding himself with are fucking really, he drained the swamp and he filled it back up with Republican conservatives. Except for fucking Bannon, who who knows. Anyways, let me get off of here. And guys, like I said, I, I am not hopeful, but I'm not bagging him on any of his principles. Well, not principles, but any of what he says he's going to do because I don't fucking know yet. But what he's toying around with with that First Amendment and guy, you're like, well, finally the press is getting. No, 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 no. You agree that the press is crooked because he said it. He he doesn't say anything about the people who say nice things about him. So what you're saying is the people who say bad things about him, only those people are lying. It's just fucking so myopic, guys, where everybody thinks that your side is 100 percent right. My problem isn't in with Trump folks, guys. It's the same thing with I voted for Hillary. I'm not of the biggest fan, but I did vote for her. But I'm happily admit her shortcomings. The problem that a lot of us have who are scared of Trump and kind of the rise in the brashness and the openness of racism and misogyny and anti-Semitism is that it seems like none of the people who voted for Trump are like, I voted for him. I'm not okay with this. The nobody, it's like, the, and I'm only judging it from people on that talk back to me on Twitter, but nobody's like, there's no accountability. If you want your, if you like certain things about your candidate, but don't like certain things, that candidate is not going to listen to the opposite side. He's going to listen to you. If you voted for Trump, but you don't like the rhetoric, you don't like kind of the hate and stuff, just come out and say it. You can help change it. If you, and like I said earlier, by the way, like I said about the weed thing that affected me. If you live in a town where it's all white people and you're like, man, that fucking immigration thing or whatever, it doesn't affect me. Then just be honest about it. Don't say, don't come out and be like, no, it wasn't. He didn't run on race and racism and misogyny and hate. Yeah, he did. He did. That was a big part of the rhetoric. It was stirred up his base. That's fine. But don't ignore it. So for for those, that's the only part that gets me mad. Not, not that you voted for him, but that you refuse to even admit that there's any wrongdoing on his. Like if you are a person who thought the Clinton Foundation was crooked, you can't be okay with what's been happening with him and his family and meeting with foreign dignitaries. Now, if you're like, well, me, where you're like, well, I just assume everybody's crooked like that. That's one thing. But, dude, he's wagging it in your faces. All right, I, don't, I, I can't get into this shit anymore. My buddy Koi Balls, uh, <laughs> who plays with the Zach Brown Band. He said, I texted you about open for us at Fenway. You did not, you motherfucker. And I didn't hear back from you, so we got Polly Shore. Well, you just traded a Jew for a Jew. That's all. Um, let me see what other questions. Not going to answer that. Not going to answer that. Any plans to add a few skunk plants to the garden now that it's legal? Uh, no, I'm not going to grow. You know, I have a, I don't know about any of you guys, but one of my many skills that I'm good at, and not one of the ones I'm proud of, is I'm pretty good at, at killing plants. Not on purpose, not like I burn them or I, or I bury them upside down. I'm just saying I'm really good like at, at forgetting that I have them. So I'm surprised that I kept kids along for that long and my dog, right, Rock? Tell me something, buddy. His little ears are perked up. 
But um, yeah, that's it. Um, but listen, guys, this is a fucking long one. I'm so sorry. I love you. I, I didn't want to get into the... Didn't want to get into the politics. Uh, I didn't, you know, one topic that's in bold that's I wrote down on the piece of paper. And guys, I actually wrote some topics down for this one is and I'll get into this later is that my demons keep popping up. Uh, yeah. And everybody's got their demons, man. And I'm, my demons are not it's not like heroin or something. But, you know, when I they're popping up a little bit more recently now than they have been and i was gonna talk about that but i don't get time and maybe we'll talk about it next week oh i'm gonna do a uh podcast from big bear you'll probably hear 90 different voices and i'll introduce i'll interview a bunch of different people throughout the day and we'll see what happens um guys as usual have a great thanksgiving be good to each other forget about politics for a day and just remember, if you're sitting across the table from somebody that you like or love, why you used to like or love them. That's it. Get back to some small shit about what you do have in common with them. Let's start with that. And then you, on next Monday, you can go back to fucking hating each other. Yeah. Take some time off from social media, everybody. I love you. Later.